This is PodSpot, the unofficial UK HubSpot podcast brought to you by Clients First. Hello and welcome to the latest PodSpot podcast episode. This is number two. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm a digital strategist um, at Clients First. Uh, Thank you to anybody that uh, listened to our last podcast with uh, Luke Summerfield. Uh, We were talking about the new CMS hub. Um, It was, uh, yeah, a really good conversation. So make sure you uh, go to our website and uh, go have a listen to that if you haven't done already. Um, so, like I said, we've we've been talking a lot recently about the uh, CMS Hub um, and how great it is. Um, we're talking about it from more of an agency uh, an agency perspective. Um, we see it as uh, you know a bit of a game changer, and it's not just a tool for developers anymore. It's also a tool for marketers, which is something that um, a lot of marketers are crying out for at the moment. Being able to actually edit content within um within hubspot and be able to actually do a lot of the things that developers hate to do uh today we're going to be actually talking about a really nice bit of functionality that's been in hubspot for um for a a few years now but it's being built on constantly and that is um something called smart content so yeah what we're going to do today is we're going to learn more about smart content uh what it can do and how it can uh rocket and skyrocket your marketing efforts. So um, today I've got um, Donal uh, Keevney, who is the go-to-market lead for the HubSpot CMS in the EMEA region, the best region of all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so welcome, Donal. Um, thank you. How are you today? I am doing great, yeah. Um, yeah, delighted to be on and thanks a million for inviting me. Excited to, to talk about smart content and the CMS, which is amazing. Brilliant. So just to kick things off, if you could just give us a little bit of background on uh, yourself and your, your, just your role uh, at HubSpot. Yeah, sure. So I am the CMS specialist here in HubSpot. So um, I'm, I suppose I'd be a specialist from a CMS perspective. I will deal with a lot of direct customers, but also deal with a lot of our, our um, agency partners in helping position the CMS, talk about the CMS and, and answer any questions that they might have. So yeah, before I started here in HubSpot, I worked in a web design and development agency, similar enough to Clients First, um, really big agency in, in Ireland, and worked, started off in, in project management and then moved over into sales then for the last couple of years that I was there. So I worked with lots of different types of CMSs from WordPress to EpiServer, Umbraco. We also worked with some headless CMSs and have got a good broad understanding of the different CMSs that are out there, uh, the pros and cons of uh, some versus the others. And um, a lot. Of, I kind of understand a lot of the pains that customers tend to have uh, when they do use CMSs um, and other CMSs. And the fact that a lot of the time they're left uh, if they need to get some fundamental things done, they will need to either talk to their agency or talk to uh, their internal tech team to try and get those changes made on pages. Uh, and they really shouldn't be doing that. So what they should be able to do is to log into uh, a CMS, control the vast majority of things with a UI um, without having to rely on CSS, without having to rely on HTML, any of those coding abilities, and they should be able to to do so. And um, that was kind of, uh, it was really, really nice to be able to join HubSpot and see the power of the new CMS and what the new CMS can do. Um, 
when you compare it to other CMSs, there's just uh, there's just a whole lot more uh, from a, a functionality perspective, uh, from an ease of use perspective, and of course the smart content element, which was super exciting for me uh, when I when I first started. It was kind of the first thing that jumped out at me as being a big big differentiator and and super super powerful uh, for for customers and the fact that they're able to personalized content change the journey change the information that their customers see when they land onto the website so uh, a little bit of background on myself um so yeah started an agency moved on over to uh, hubspot and absolutely loving it because it's easy to talk about a, a tool when it's so good yeah brilliant so i mean you are uh, probably one of the most qualified people uh, to to chat about uh, smart content then and the CMS from the sound of it. So um, I agree with you with smart content. It's one of those sort of HubSpot sort of wow factor functionality. You know, when you tell clients, when, you, when you're trying to explain what smart content is to clients, they, you know, you can see it on their faces, like oh, the wow sort of moment when they understand what it is and what it can do. Um, so maybe just to start off then, Donald, if you could uh, just uh, explain uh, what exactly smart content is in sort of basic terms. Sure, yeah. So uh, smart content, in short, it's great. So uh, as I said, it was one of the most thing, it was one of the things that excited me most when I started here. Um, I mean, if if you're in marketing, nurturing leads and prospects with with quality website content is obviously essential so i mean nowadays modern visitors expect a more personalized website experience and it can be difficult for them know how to for them to know how to proceed um essentially smart content ensures that you're serving up the most valuable content to visitors no matter where they are in their buyer's journey um, in layman's terms is we can we can change the messaging on a website uh, on a website homepage on a website inner pages uh, across the website journey we can change the messaging based on uh, a particular attribute of the person who's viewing the, the, the content so that's all possible because we are sitting on top of a full CRM. So there's little or no other CMSs that have that full CRM sitting underneath. And because we're sitting under that full CRM, we're able to create that personalized content um, yeah, based on where someone might be on their on their buyer's journey. So um, let's say the, the, way, the best way to explain it. So let's say you have a you have a, a set of customers. We've got current customers, and you might have a tier one, tier two, and tier three customers. Um, for tier one customers, we might uh, we might want to move them up to tier two, and tier two customers, we might want to move them up to to tier two, tier three. So let's say um, we can have a list within the CRM that houses those customers. So tier one customers belong to one list, tier two customers belong to another list. Um, and we can change the content that each one of those customers that are on those lists sees when they log on to the website, when they uh, enter into the website. So what that kind of means is we can make uh, content a little bit more persuasive. We can make the copy more persuasive. We can make the calls to actions more persuasive. Um, we can create that journey to try and move a tier one customer into becoming a tier two customer or a tier two customer into becoming a, a, tier, three, a, a tier three customer. So um, it's just a really good opportunity to cross sell and upsell and personalize that experience for those uh, current customers. Um, 
Alternatively, if you don't want to cross-sell and upsell, we could also streamline them onto a particular service. So um, let's say they want to talk to your support team. We can make it easier for them to talk to their support team by adding smart content in there. Um, so that's current customers. Let's talk about what it, what it means for someone who's on their buyer's journey. Um, so we can change the messaging for someone based on the fact that they might be just a newsletter subscriber. So we can make that content a little bit more persuasive to try and perhaps get them to pick the phone up and talk to the sales team. Um, if someone is already a lead and have engaged with your sales team and have been qualified, then we can change the content for them to try and make them to uh, make their decision or to talk to the sales team again. Um, if someone is, let's say they've engaged with some marketing materials, they've uh, clicked on a few emails, marketing emails, and they've landed on to the website, they're looking at your your um, pricing page, that's an MQL, a marketing qualified lead. And again, we can change the content to be more persuasive, to um, to give them that, that type of messaging to, to move them along the buyer's journey. Um, and again, all of that is possible because of, of the CRM. You don't need a tech team. You don't need a developer to do any of this. You could do it all yourself within the UI of the CMS. Um, personalization uh, and smart content it has been around for a large number of years and you'll see it in web design trends 2015 but it hasn't really been as achievable as it is now um it's it's just something that can be easily uh, taken set up plugged in tested uh, and you're going to see smart content you're going to see personalization all the way up into 2030 I, I believe that's where the internet is going i believe that's what people expect now and they want that personalized experience so um yeah hopefully i've explained it uh, in in a in a clear enough way yeah, I think that's clear enough. It's clear enough for me anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, as you said, it's, um, you know, the industry, the marketing industry has been talking about personalization for what seems like forever, really. Um, but it, it's here. The, the future is here with HubSpot because you can start to personalize and create these sort of real dynamic websites with the, the CMS now. And, you know, the days of having a static website, which, it looks exactly the same regardless of who it is coming to your website is just over. Um, and I think, you know, there's going to be more and more of these uh, CMS, more personalized CMSs and more smart CMSs coming out. And obviously HubSpot is in a way leading the way of, uh, of how you can uh, start to build these smarter websites. Um, you did mention there, Donal, about um, that there's not a need for developers uh, anymore to to set this up now smart content sounds like something that'd be quite complicated to sort of put together and 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 create processes for um, and actually code into the website but with hubspot um it's more marketer friendly isn't it so um is smart content something that marketers can easily pick up so in most cases no it it often you know, for to create those personalized experiences you often uh, need a developer to add in code to add in code snippets to create that personalized experience in hubspot cms i suppose the answer is yes it, it is absolutely possible to do it within the back end of the cms you literally log in you go to edit a page there is a, a module that you want to make smart you just select the module click a small little button on the left-hand side that says make module smart and off you go. You can start to create those smart experiences um, without having to uh, write a line of code, without, write, without having to 
get another person involved in your team without having to talk to an external agency to do so. So it really empowers people to to take that website and take control of the website in the way they should. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, um, when we're doing when we're building smart content now, obviously, you know, our developers will actually build it in there. But what they'll do is they'll create these modules that are really easy for clients to just go in and, and create their own smart content um, on into templates on landing pages on website pages. So um, it is really user friendly from uh, from what I found. Um, so let's think of this on more of a sort of practical level. Um, could you share any examples of where smart content has been used and gained great results because I, I suppose one of the the issues that could be with smart content is that you go sort of a bit over the top with it and you you sort of become a bit too creepy with it uh, if yeah. you know what i mean where where you you kind of present a bit too much information to to the user where it makes them a bit uncomfortable so can you share any examples of where smart content has been been used really well yeah i mean the last thing you want to do is creep someone out when they land onto your website you you don't want to to bring it to the level of uh, being too smart um so yes definitely uh, use it uh, wisely um, rather than overusing it um when it comes to how and, and examples of, of when it's worked, I mean, there's around 74% of online consumers uh, have said that they get frustrated with websites when content uh, appears that has nothing to do with their interests. So 74% of people go onto websites, they land on and they just have information that they do not need that doesn't really, uh, isn't really applicable to them. They have to sift through that information to try and find the small pieces of information that they actually are looking for. So, I mean, that's a, a large number, 74%. That's something that uh, you we should definitely be looking at and trying to uh, personalize that experience, make it easier for people to self-serve when they uh, land onto a website. Um, Ryanair is actually a good example when it comes to personalization. So they had a program called Getting uh, the, the Getting Better program. So that's where they actually ser serve contextually relevant content, so personalization, smart content, uh, and approve its ability to sell ancillary products and services. So this, uh, the success of Always Getting Better was clear. It's around 34% uh, increase in net profits a year on year and 24% increase in revenue as well. So they, they are serving their customers. Those customers expect to have that personalized experience. It makes it easier for them to move their way through the buyer's journey frictionless, uh, and then they're able to complete their purchase. And uh, it's it's been pretty clear then from a, a Ryanair perspective. Another uh, another really good example, or a really good example of, of, of smart content and the success of it is, is for ourselves, even at HubSpot. So after looking at data from more than 93,000 CTAs or calls to action over a 12-month period, Upspot found that CTAs targeted to the user had 42% higher view to submission rates than CTAs or call to actions that uh, were for the same that were the same for all visitors. So um, basically, we had a 42% higher uh, view to submission rate when they are smart, when they are targeted at people, and when they serve people uh, what they need. So it's it's absolutely useful. Um, it, it is the way that the internet is going, and it's something that uh, people should should be ready for and should be uh, already doing and planning for, for sure. Yeah, um, I think they're good examples. Another example that, um, you know, 
you know we use quite a lot is um it, and to really simply explain how smart content can work is just is amazon is yeah. that if you log into amazon you and you've actually you've logged in and created an account you've bought stuff from amazon you go onto their homepage and everything all the items that are on that homepage and the majority of the items are all targeted to previous purchases you've made mm. uh, products that are completely similar and that if anyone is confused about how what smart content is and personalization that is a really simple example is that if you log into amazon you can see it there uh, exactly how smart content can work like you said donald there's, there's you're going to see this more and more um, and branching out from e-commerce as well branching out from b2c into b2b as well um so yeah let's just talk about actually setting up smart content in hubspot um what are the the, the different criteria you can use then to set up smart content uh, different rules yeah so we have a a number of different options there so uh, i log into my cms page and i want to make it smart i can make it smart um based on the country so a country the visitor is viewing from. So if someone's coming from the UK, we can give them a particular type of information. If someone's coming from uh, France or Germany, we can, again, make that content different based on where they're coming from. Um, So the country is determined by the IP address of the visitor. So country is the first one. And the next one would be device type. So what what the device type really allows you to do is change uh, your content based on what device someone is visiting in on. So if you're coming on from a mobile, we can change that experience. Whereas if you're coming on from a desktop, we can uh, again change the messaging, maybe uh, get them onto a more of a desktop flow. Whereas with mobile, let's get it to, into a, a more stripped back mobile flow. And um, so there's lots you can do there from a device type perspective. And um, the next one would be referral source. So let's say if you're running ads on Facebook or you might be running ads on LinkedIn, uh, we can change the content uh, that those viewers see uh, based on what where they come from. So uh, a, a viewer from LinkedIn sees a particular type of messaging, whereas a viewer from Facebook sees a different types of messaging. It's just a, another way of differentiating out those two audiences. Um, Preferred language is another one. So I can make smart content based on the language set in a user's browser. So we can change the content in that way as well. Um, the, the last two are the most interesting for me. So contact list membership. So what contact list membership allows you to do is to show a contact in your HubSpot database, certain content, depending on whether they're a member of one of your, of your HubSpot lists or not. So going back to kind of what we were speaking about at the start, when it comes to customers, we can change uh, we can change the content based on uh, if they're tier one customer, tier two customer, or, three, or tier three customer, or multiple other lists. It could be a particular uh, set of of companies that you're looking to target. We can uh, have them belong to a list, and we can change that content to to um to maybe we they, we could potentially show them some information that would be a little bit more persuasive for them or get them talking to your top salesperson and um, lots you can do so basically any list in the in the crm you can uh, create smart content with with one of those lists there's multiple different types of use cases there and um, then the final one life cycle stage so this is where uh, th- this is where we can show smart content depending on where someone is on their buyer's journey. So, 
uh, like we mentioned at the start, we have a subscriber and um, they will see some sort of content that will try and urge them to uh, pick up the phone and call the sales team. Um, again, we might have a, a marketing qualified lead and we can try and get them on to, talk, uh, to, to talking to the sales team. Might have a, a, someone who's already spoken to the sales team and we're, we're able to uh, change that content to maybe try and push them into making that decision. So lots you can do there from a, a contact list membership stage and a contact lifecycle membership stage. Um, lots we can do. So uh, uh, they're the kind of main use cases there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right about the most interesting ones, definitely. Well, for us, the most interesting one is always going to be uh, list membership because it's just so flexible uh, and it can be so personalized because obviously if you're a HubSpot user, you'll know that you can create uh, active lists based on any set of data fields, data criteria, rules that you set to build that list. So you can actually go really granular and really niche on um, on lists. So when you're showing smart content, creating web pages based on with with smart content, you can really show quite specific messaging to certain groups of people using lists. So um, it can get really powerful with uh, list membership, definitely. Um, it really can, yeah. Yeah. Um, just in terms of rule criteria, then, um, is there any? Do you know if there's any plans to add more criteria types going forward? You know, like actual specific data fields or, or browsing history or anything anything else that's being added to smart content going forward? Yeah, so our, our product team are always looking to improve and grow the product. So we, we've kind of gone live with the CMS the, as a standalone CMS hub now about two months ago. Um, we have a full product team that are, are working to develop and evolve uh, the, the CMS and all of the features. Um, and we have a huge amount of features and functionality coming up on, on the immediate roadmap. Um, but with regards to this question in particular, it's not something that I uh, I am aware of. It's not something that, that I can elaborate on at the moment. I'd say just stay tuned. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, just one more point on smart content. In terms of reporting on smart content, um, is that quite easy to do, especially if you've got uh, you know lots of different rules and variations of smart content? Is is that is that easy to to sort of report on and, and access within HubSpot? Sure, yeah. Um, I mean, historically, it wasn't always clear how personalized um, how the personalized version of your page performed versus the default page content. But now with the uh, smart content reporting, you're, you can now determine what is working, what's not working, and then make the changes you need uh, for your strategy of success. So it, it, it also gives you the visibility to where your website might benefit um, from additional smart content uh, that you're not using right now. So it can even advise on where you could potentially leverage some smart content. So how does it work? Um, on any published HubSpot CMS page that has smart content, you'll see a tab labeled smart content. Um, that will let you report on the success of your smart content against the default version of the page. So clicking on that tab, the smart content tab, um, you will report across a number of page metrics that we've uh, always had in HubSpot. So um, yeah, little, little reporting tab, uh, you'll be able to see everything that you need there. Great. Um, okay, so just moving off smart content and looking a bit broader into the future. Um, so, you know, as we've talked about, being relevant to the visitor is, is really important and smart content can enable this. Um, so where do you think 
smart content is heading in terms of providing a more personalized content and more personalized experience for visitors. What's what's the future of this going to look like? Do you reckon in like 2030? What what's what's go, what's it going to look like? What's a website going to going to be? Yeah, um, it's an interesting question. Uh, it's, uh, it's a it's a difficult one to answer. Um, my fee- <laughs> my feeling on, on personalization uh, in the long term between now and 2030, it's going to evolve to be way more individualized and even in real time. Um, so, I mean, I think traditionally we're used to user personas and, and user personas we can roughly group people into um, a marketing persona or a developer's persona or an IT persona, um, CEO persona. I think that what we're we're going to be able to do and, and, and the direction that place that that the, the net and the internet is going is that personas will be slowly a thing of the past. Um, we're going to get so personalized that you're not going to be able to group people into a particular persona because they'll have so many different variables and variations that would group them into different interests, tastes. Um, and that's the way I think it's going. I think the personas will slowly uh, fade away and we're going to get so uh, individualized um, in the near future. Yeah, so like one-to-one communication through a website pretty much between business and and consumer exactly yeah i mean and and that's i mean it's all about customer experience so if, if you're creating a valuable and interesting and enjoyable customer experience you're going to get ahead you're going you're going to win so um that's where i think that, that 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 personalization is going to to be incredibly powerful and smart content is going to be incredibly powerful and um, it is creating that customer experience and removing all that friction and a happy customer is going to return over and over and over again. So you'll see that those customers uh, or those companies that are uh, utilizing smart content and utilizing personalization in the right way and not being over the top with it uh, will start to will start to emerge and 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 then everyone else I'm sure will follow. Definitely, definitely it sounds really exciting. Um, so. Let's talk just a bit about the. Well, we we can't have um, you know a, a podcast with HubSpot about talking about the the new CMS hub a bit more um, because it is like the the buzzword at the moment. It's the sort of big talking point at HubSpot at the moment. So, what is your favorite feature of, of the new CMS hub? Uh, you know, what's uh, what do you love about it? There, it's a tough, tough question. There are there are a lot that I could uh, go into, and a lot I could talk on all day. Um, and I love I love demo, and I love taking customers through it. Um, the, the the a big one for me is ease of use. So you have that uh, ability for the non-technical person to do a, a lot of uh, things that they're not able to do on other CMSs. So they've got that real simple ease of use, really intuitive uh, UI that allowed them to completely take control of the website. But then on the other side, you have developers who are able to push that code up and make it easy to use uh, through drag and drop modules. So that that that's a key winner for me. Uh, as I said, I've worked on lots of other CMSs and I've used lots of other CMSs and the effort involved to make the smallest of changes when I'm using other CMSs um, it kind of it's a no-brainer that ease of use is, is a big winner for for the CMS hub the other things that are worth mentioning and the fact that they're out of the box are the testing tools so 
if you with, with other, other CMSs, if you were to try and, and recreate the, the testing tools that are available in HubSpot CMS Hub, you probably have to download multiple different plugins and you still wouldn't even get to 60% of the functionality and the power of what those tools have. So we've got A-B split testing out of the box for the um, professional CMS customer. Uh, and then we've got adaptive page testing out of the box for the enterprise uh, tier of the CMS. Both of those are, are really powerful tools. Again, really easy to use and you don't need to rely on a developer to, to, to get those up and running. You can, you can run them yourself. And what they really allow you to do is evolve the site. There's no point in having a static site that's sitting there. Um, so you go for a brand new redesign. Uh, there's no point in just leaving it there for five, six, seven years until you need to go for another redesign. You should be constantly evolving it. And that's what those testing tools do. Um, constantly evolving it to make sure that the, the website is converting better and is serving the customers as it should. Another really key feature that I've uh, noticed has been extremely popular is memberships. So the memberships functionality that come from the enterprise CMS tier um, now allow for uh, so much more. Um, that really allows people, customers who belong to a certain list, again, in the CRM, to access membership content um, and that can be it can be a universal page where we've got the webinars available where we've got a content that would be slightly more exclusive but that can even uh, be developed into a customer portal of sorts where customers are going to be able to uh, log in and see real-time information about their current account and um, that's all possible now because of memberships and and then um, we've also got a feature called serverless functions uh, that's also available in the enterprise tier and uh, serverless functions will allow people now to interact with that uh, data within their membership portal so the the, the, the future is certainly interesting from that perspective. We're super excited to see what people are going to build um, are going to build once they get it up and running on, on those um, on those platforms and, and using membership and serverless functions together. Uh, other tools that are worth definitely giving a shout out to would be the SEO tools. So, um, I mean, I've, again, I've used other CMSs and, and the SEO tools can be useful in some, but the, the SEO tools that are, are in HubSpot CMS, I think are unrivaled. The fact that we're able to do a full SEO audit on a page by page basis, and then we're able to uh, pull keywords from the SEO tool within the HubSpot CMS. This SEO tool really helps you create content and uh, build out content that's that's relevant uh, based on what people are searching for. Um, super super powerful tool and again just helps people take control of their website and helps them build and evolve their website rather than just having it sitting there static for a number of years and um, so there's a, some some of the features that I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested in and, and that i'm enjoying on the new cms there's plenty more uh, that i that i could talk about all day and then there are also plenty more that are due to come in the in, in the next few months and, and years so uh, watch this space it's super exciting yeah, no, it is. There is there's so much uh, that's included in, in, in the new hub, um, in the CMS. It's like you say, we could do, uh, you know, another hour just talking about all those features. But sadly, we, we fortunately just don't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just one final question. Um, can you give us any secrets or details of what HubSpot has next in the pipeline? Doesn't have to be too in depth, but, you know, what, what are HubSpot going to be focusing on? On, 
in the next few months, I guess, after this sort of CMS launch? Yeah, I mean, so um, no is the short answer. I can't give you any details. (laughs) Um, What I can say is that, like, from a a CMS perspective, this is is a big uh, play for us. it's, It's super important. Um, what we have is a vision for 2020, which is to push the boundaries on how marketers and developers are going to be able to work together. Um, we want to enable sophisticated marketing teams to manage content at ease. So already uh, extend that experience that they already have and just better it, constantly evolve it. Um, and then we're looking to also deepen the interaction between the CRM and the CMS. Um, we do have a roadmap that should be published uh, soon enough, so uh, keep an eye out for that. We've got uh, lots of, of features expected, um, lots of really, really cool features and um, lots of cool functionality and uh, things that are going to help you to continue to, to grow better and extend your, your website and um, do a whole, a whole lot more that you're not able to do uh, with other CMSs. Great. Well, we'll be looking forward to seeing that roadmap, definitely. Um, and I'm sure there's some great things to come. Um, so, well, that's it for today. Um, thank you so much for your time today, Donal. Uh, there's some really interesting points there around smart content. And if anyone is not using smart content yet, or you know, you've been thinking about how to sort of take your website to the next level, then smart content could be the key. And that's all accessed through HubSpot and the new CMS Hub. So, thank you very much, Donal. No problem at all. Thanks a million for having me, Matt. So our thanks again to Donal for his contribution to our HubSpot podcast series, PodSpot. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes, Google Podcasts, or your preferred platform and leave us a review. We absolutely love reviews. They make us feel good. So yeah, don't be shy. (laughs) Um, Thanks for listening. And until next time, goodbye.